0: So affirmations, uh, first of all, let's, let's debunk them for a second, pull up a chair, get some coffee, let's chat. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about, and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a or Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today we're talking about affirmations because this is a hot, hot buzzword of 2021. And I feel like social media has really made affirmations like the the big thing and like, you have to have these affirmations every single day. And a lot of people are walking around with affirmations that are um, him-ha or not sinking in, not connecting to them. And they're wondering why they're not freaking working. And so I want to just take a moment to speak into affirmations and talk about what makes them work, what makes them super not work, and probably why it's not working for you or it hasn't worked for you in the past. And then we take some time to really make some personalized affirmations for yourself. And I'm going to give you a little exercise at the end of this episode. But first things first, I want to talk about something that happened this morning that I know a lot of perfectionists probably need to hear right now. I was out on a run this morning and I'm finally, God, I'm finally acclimating to the Colorado altitude. I grew up here. I lived here for 18 years and I never had a problem. And it's only in the past few visits that I've come here that I've realized like, oh God, walking up those stairs was really hard or I feel like I'm really tired or man, that workout did not feel good. My heart rate's at 191, that's not right. Like stuff like that where I found out like, okay, I'm not Superwoman. I do not come here and immediately fall back into my old teenager uh, way of breathing in this very non-existent air. And so when my fiance and I came here, we were trying to think like, okay, what are ways that we can really ease into the altitude? We know it kicks us on our ass, him even more than me. And what are some ways that we can really be easy on ourselves and not demand this high level of focus and efficiency from the first two weeks of us living here. And having that pre-planned, really having that pre-planned out was really helpful. And when we came here, we really eased back on our exercise. We were walking rather than running. We were doing a lot of yoga rather than like HIIT workouts or stuff like that. And we decided to really ease back, give our bodies, giving our freaking hearts a minute to to adjust. And it took us a lot longer than normal despite doing a lot of the things that we were reading about and, and trying to put into practice. And it was not until this past weekend, really, that I finally am like, wow, this is what it feels like to take a full breath. It feels so good. And I'm so freaking grateful. It feels like I finally like made it over this like haze or hump that was just kicking me on my ass. And I'm finally able to get back into running again. And I was out on a run this morning. Always on my runs, I have like a question or I have an intention that I'm setting for the day. And maybe Okay, always is a little dramatic. Most of the time. Sometimes I feel like I want to die, and that's just how runs are sometimes. But most of the time, I'm running with correct form, and I'm not pushing myself too hard, and I'm really letting the run feel nice and easy and relaxed. And on those runs, I'm able to really easily set intentions. And today, I was evaluating what these past few weeks have looked like, which have been really, really go, go, go. Very much in human doing mode. We're doing a lot of um, things and there's always something else to do. And it feels like sitting down is just like not an option, even though I have been, because taking care of yourself is important, friends. And I've just been wondering, I'm like, okay, obviously I am putting a lot of pressure on myself right now. I'm going to call my my out, myself out on this bullshit. I know this, it's a pattern of mine. I was a perfectionist for many years, so I'm able to feel it instantly. So I I recognized that I was falling into that old habit. And I was like, what normally takes me out of it? What normally brings me back into that, that present moment, that fulfillment, that excitement, that mission that I'm trying to live and breathe every single day? And I was like, oh, duh, play. I have been so non-playful. I have been serious Sally for like 48 days, it feels like. And I was like, oh my God, like this is so not who I am. I'm such a fun, lighthearted, silly human being. And I've been so in like super serious mode because there's always something to do. And I was like, okay, that's... I started laughing immediately because I was like, you silly goose. Like, of course this was the issue. And so I started thinking about, because our brain loves questions, our brain thinks in questions more often than not, but a lot of the times we're asking questions that are really not serving us, like what's next, or what can I do next, or um, how can, like why am I not enough, why are they getting the stuff that I'm not, so on and so forth. We're getting, we're asking a lot of really negative leaning questions, which leads to our brain giving negative-leaning answers, which leads to our brain giving negative-leaning focus, and we start to just plummet ourselves into the ground. So I started asking the question, how can I add more play into today? Yes, that is a cheesy effing question. Do I care? No, because instantly my brain was like, oh, you wanna add play? Okay, you can do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this. And I was like, oh my God. Instantly, I felt better about my days. Instantly, I felt more light and excited and passionate about the person that I was bringing into today. And right as I was finishing up my run, I passed by this playground on uh, in my neighborhood and I looked over at it and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to add play into today right now. So I stopped my run, I went over, I went over to the monkey bars and I used to love, I used to uh, study circus aerial arts for three years. There's a fun fact about life, life Coach Baker that you didn't know. I, so, and being upside down, being silly, like going up on monkey bars and playing on them was always just so fun for me. That's just such a part of my jungle gym excitement, if you will. And so I went over straight to the monkey bars and I like, grabbed him and I went upside down, and I flipped up and I just hung there, I just hung there for a while and it was so fun and I just laughed and I was by myself and I probably looked like a maniac and I don't even care, but I came back, I finished up my run and I just started laughing. I was like, wow, like this is what I've been missing, this fun, this lightheartedness. And so it really changed the trajectory of my day. I looked at my calendar. I moved some stuff around because I was like, how am I adding play into today? It does not include this. Great. We're going to change that. And I'm so happy. So I want to extend that to you. If you realize you've been a serious Sally or a serious Sue or a um, whatever, I really invite you to add in play. Ask yourself, how can I be silly today? How can I add in playfulness? How can I add in joy? How can I add in slowing down? I mean, there's so many different ways you can phrase it, but don't don't only ask it, answer it and put it into practice, implement it. That's a big step that a lot of people forget to do, especially in this day and age. So, I'd love it if you guys answered that question. And if you have answers that you immediately think of and you want to share them with someone, please send me a message at Life Coach Baker on Instagram. I would love to hear what you have said. I really want to know. Um, But let's head back to affirmations. So affirmations, uh, first of all, let's, let's debunk them for a second. Pull up a chair, get some coffee, let's chat. Affirmations, a lot of the times... I, I hear from people who, who come to um, like come to me for, for coaching. They'll say, oh, I tried affirmations and you know what? It just felt like a chore. They weren't working. I didn't believe them. And I asked them, I'm like, how did you how did you put into practice this affirmation? And they said, well, um, I found this one on Instagram and it said, I am enough. And I said, okay, great. What did you do to implement it? And she goes, well... You know, um, I, I'll do it like every once in a while I'll think about it or I'll have like a sticky note somewhere and I like just kind of glance at it and I say to myself, okay, I am enough. And I'm like, how do you say it? They go, I say it like that. I am enough. And I'm like, okay, I see the issue here. So three things really go into putting affirmations into a, a smart Practice into a useful and, dare I say, efficient working pra- practice. So the three things are, first and foremost, if you are saying your affirmation like this, I am happy. 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 Your brain's going to go like, bullshit, you idiot. You're not happy. Clearly, do you hear yourself? Here's a fun fact. Our brains communicate in different parts of language. Let's talk about what that means. Only about 7% of how we communicate is through words. Literally, 7%. Now, another huge chunk, I think it's like um, 67 maybe? I think it's like 63 or 67% is communicated through tone, through energy, through volume. And the other, what would that be? 23? Something like that. 20, 20 something percent is communicated through physicality. So if we are really just saying, I am happy, I am happy, I am happy, I am happy. Your brain's going to be like, okay, well, your physicality is, like, dead. You're a dead fish on the ground or you're standing. I don't care, but you're giving me nothing to believe that you're happy. And then your tone, your your emphasis, your volume is so standard. When we're happy, we don't talk like this typically. When we're happy, we talk up here and we have a smile on our face and we feel so good. We have volume, we have energy, we have emphasis, emphasis on certain words that really highlight the dynamics of what we're saying. So when you are creating your affirmations or when you're saying your affirmations, You have to make sure you're really emphasizing your energy. So meaning your physicality. If you're sitting down with your shoulders slumped and you're saying your affirmations, it ain't gonna work. I'm sorry, it's just not. But if you're standing up, if your shoulders are back, if your head is up, you're breathing deeply, you have like maybe your arms outstretched, like you're taking up space. I call this Patrick Star because literally you like outstretch like your Patrick star doing a dance move with my clients because it create like immediately shocks your brain to say oh oh we're taking up space now and especially for perfectionists we're so used to being small for others when we create that physicality our brain wakes up and it really listens to the things we have to say so outstretching your arms putting yourself in that really big like happy Patrick star area and then saying your affirmation with energy with gusto with excitement does this make you sound like a crazy person yes but there's a reason that a lot of sane people aren't happy and it's because they're not using that dynamic that that excitement that emphasis behind their words because our brain is saying okay when we talk like this when we talk like this We're typically in a really low energy state and we're not feeling so great about ourselves. So if I say I am happy right here, our brain's going to say, um, I think you're actually really sad and very low motivation. But if I say I am happy, I am happy, our brain's going to go like, yeah, you are. Hell yeah. You go, girl. So really adding that emphasis behind it. Yes, sound like a crazy person. It feels so good. And there's a, again, there's a reason that a lot of sane people aren't happy and energized and thrilled with their lives. Lean into the crazy friends. There's a lot of crazy people out there who are living happy, joyous lives. So that's the first one. Energy, physicality, dynamics, volume, emphasis. The second one is that your affirmations aren't personalized. If it does not feel compelling to you, it will not feel compelling to your mindset or your brain. And it will not penetrate that sweet, sweet subconscious of yours that you're trying to change through an affirmation. So what I would say is using something to make it personalized. And we're going to go through an exercise at the end of this podcast episode to really add that personalization into it. And then three. You don't have them written out or posted or somewhere you see consistently. Now, the client that I interviewed did have this written out on her board. But here's the catch. She had it only in one place. She had it there for a long time. And eventually, her brain decided to stop paying attention to it. Here's an example. Let's say you, sweet listener, just got a new refrigerator magnet. You were so excited about this fridge magnet. It said something like dance in the rain and you're gonna live life with the rainbows or whatever. And it like this fridge magnet like really spoke to your soul and you're so excited about it. And you post it on your fridge. And your brain, every time you open that fridge, you say, oh, I'm gonna dance in the rain and see the rainbows. You're gonna feel so good about it every time you open the fridge. But eventually, over time, that fridge magnet blends into the background. Our brain no longer deems it as important. It deems it as background and it starts to focus on other things. The reason is because our reticular activating system, hell yeah, that's the neurology term of the day, reticular activating system or the RAS which acts like this huge big car filter for everything we have coming in everything we're processing so at any given moment we're processing like like 80 billion or something not that many but like 80 million Pieces of information, everything from the blood flowing through our right ear to the person outside with the lawnmower or like the watch going on your wrist or maybe your phone's right next to you and it just went off. We're taking in millions and millions of bits of information at any given moment. But if we paid attention to every single bit of information, we would be insane. We would need to be burrowed in the ground with our head under the earth because we'd be just losing it. So the reticular activating system acts as this car filter to filter out the things that we don't need to be focusing on. What it's doing is three things. Deleting, distorting, and generalizing. It's deleting the shit that don't matter, like the blood flowing through our right ear. It's distorting things to match the view or the perception that we have of reality. And it's generalizing things. It's grouping a bunch of things together so that our brain can process it all in one. So when we have this refrigerator magnet at first, our brain deems it as important so it doesn't delete it, it doesn't distort it, and it doesn't generalize it. Our brain deems it so incredibly important so every time we open the fridge, we see it, we love it, we look at it, but eventually our brain says, okay, You've been staring at this thing for a while. It's not really that important anymore. So I'm going to let it go to the background. And it starts deleting it or distorting it or generalizing it. Affirmations will work the same way if you don't put it into a daily practice every single day. So if you had one affirmation on your desk, you looked at it, you said, I am happy. It doesn't sink in. You have no energy behind it. Your physicality is not behind it and you just look at it, your brain's gonna say, that shit ain't important. So it's gonna immediately delete it. So you're not gonna see it every single day. However, if you're saying a really personal affirmation with a lot of energy behind it, with a lot of physicality into it as well, and it's posted several places or has alarms on your phone or is the background of your phone or computer somewhere, you're going to see it often, and in multiple places, ayo, that's very important, then our brain says, okay, I get it. This thing's important. I'm gonna pay attention to it, you hear? So having it somewhere written out or posted or created something into something beautiful, Canva's an awesome resource if you wanna use that for like making a desktop background or a phone background or whatever. But if you want to have this be something that is top of mind, that is conditioned into your mind, having it somewhere often and in multiple places in different colors and formats is really important. If this episode's resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help perfectionists get clear on what it is they really want, set goals that will help them get there, and actually follow through and achieve them. If you'd like more information about my program, email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to set up your free discovery call. Now, back to the episode. So a lot of times with clients, if we're conditioning a new belief or a new affirmation, I have them get different colored sticky notes and put their affirmations in different areas that they see often in different colors. And anytime their brain notices it, they stop, they look at it, they say it with gusto, with passion, with purpose, and then they keep going. But the stopping and saying it and really conditioning it into your mind is important and they will see it often because it's in a bunch of different colors around their house. There's your neuroscience fun fact for the day, friends. Okay, so let's talk about how to make it personalized. Let's talk about how to turn an affirmation that feels really surface level-y into something that really sinks deep. Now, I go through an entire visualization with all of my clients. And typically that tends to work even better, but unfortunately today we don't have time to go through the whole visualization. So I want to give you guys the exercise behind it so you're able to do this on your own time so you're able to physically write this stuff out, but here's the promise I'm making you make to me today. If this is something that you know will help you get to the next level, will help you, unpack a mindset or a belief that's really hindering you right now and tap into something new and more empowering. If this is something that you feel like, you know what, I've really needed this for a long time and I totally vibe with what Nicole is saying and I really want this life that feels so light and free. If that is you, I want you to schedule one hour into this week devoted to this exercise before you even know what the exercise is I want you to schedule it into your calendar right now do you make me that promise I hope so because if we don't plan it normally we don't do it if we say oh you know like I totally hear her yeah the planning thing whatever but you know I'm smart I'm really good at time management I'll do it sometime sometime will not happen I guarantee you I guarantee you We make time in our day for the things that are musts and when we plan something out it deems it more as a must for us. So please take a moment right now one hour that's all I'm asking. Schedule it into your week. Cool? Did you do it? I hope so or else I will be very sad. Okay So I'm going to assume that you scheduled it. I'm going to assume that you put an hour in your calendar to do this mysterious exercise that Nicole has not told you about yet. Let's dive into it. So number one, we're going to write about what your ideal life looks like one year from now. And I'm talking every square inch of your day. You wake up. What bed do you wake up in? Who's lying next to you? Is anyone lying next to you? Or do you just get to starfish the crap out of the bed and stretch really big, not having to worry about punching someone in the face? You never know. What do you what time do you get up? When when you get up, what's the first thing that you do? When you do that first thing, what's the next thing that you do? Do you have a morning routine? What do you feel like in the morning? That's really important. How do you want your mornings to feel? Then Go throughout your day. Keep going. What do you do throughout your day? What career are you going to? Do you have a career? What? How much money are you making at said career? How does it feel to show up to it every single day? Who are the people in your life? How do they make you feel? Remember, ideal life. There is no judgment, no calculations, no doing the math really quickly. None of that here ideal life, whatever flows. I want you to invite it in. Then what I want you to do is in the middle of your day, you're visualizing, you're writing this down. I want you to imagine you go to a mirror and this is step two. What would this version, this one year version from yourself say to herself or himself or themselves in the mirror? What would they say to themselves in the mirror? And I really want you to stop and think about this and just write it out, whatever comes to mind. How do they feel about themselves? What do they believe about themselves? You can say these in I am statements or you can say it in a um, you are, I feel so good because like all these different things, but really take a moment to tap into what does that person say to themselves in the mirror? Ideal life. Remember, this every single thing this past year went so well. You took so much action. You got out of your comfort zone. You did things you never even thought imaginable. Some things went awesomely. Some things you fell flat on your face, but you learned from them and you count that as a success. It felt so good. What does that version of yourself say to themselves in the mirror? And get really clear, list it out. Then, part three what would this version say? this stuff to themselves in the mirror, what would they say to you sitting in this chair writing right now? And I want you to free write. What does that, why do they say anything that comes to mind? And then step four, I want you to finish out your day. Feeling these feelings, believing this about yourself. Keep writing. How do you finish Um, your work day. What do you do for dinner? Do you go out with friends? Do you stay in and cook a romantic meal by yourself or with your partner? What do you do to finish out your day? How does it feel? And then I want to imagine getting into bed. And as your head hits the pillow, this is part five. What are three things that you feel grateful for from this day? This ideal day. I want you to think back. You're that version. You're still in visualization mode. What are three things that you feel so grateful for from this day? And then I want you to reread what you wrote. This is going to take a while, but it's so worth it. And in the part two, where your future self is saying what they believe about themselves in the mirror, I want you to pick the most compelling one to three sentences most compelling one to three statements, most compelling one to three sentences, words, whatever they are, and those are your affirmations. So those are the ones that you're going to post on little sticky notes, different colored sticky notes, or on your computer, or your desktop, or your phone, or whatever it is. Those are the things, those are the words, those are the phrases that you're going to say with gusto, with energy, with physicality, and posted a bunch of different places. This is some powerful Sheena, guys. Really powerful stuff. And this is a daily practice. This might take a moment to get into. This might take a moment to sink in. But I really recommend taking the time to do it because this is something that is... It it, it really taps into a whole different part of your mind. And I won't get into the neuroscience behind this part. But it's really, really, really powerful for your subconscious. So... I wish you all the best, and I'd love to hear your experience with this exercise. If you want to do this stuff on a more personal level, like face-to-face, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program, and I do free 30-minute calls. And yes, we can do this visualization exercise in one of those calls. And those calls are devoted to talking about your goals, what's holding you back. And I make sure that no matter what, You leave each of those calls with the next action step, whether you sign on with me as a client or not. That is so important to me. These are not hard sales calls. I literally can't stand, I cannot stand hard sales calls. They make me feel icky. So I make sure that these are about service. These are about you making sure that you feel like you're making the right decision. And that is the most important thing to me. So if you want a more personal one-on-one basis with this, reach out to me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com. That's my email. Or send me a DM at lifecoachbaker. You can also find the link to book a one-on-one call with me in the show notes if you find it through there. I only take two calls a week, y'all, and they're filling up real fast. So if you are even getting a hunch that this is something you want to do, go ahead and click it. You will not be sorry, trust me. But I hope this exercise was so helpful for you all. If you felt really touched by this or if this is something you're really excited to try, odds are someone else will be too. So share this with a friend, share this on social media and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I'd love to hug the stuff out of you and celebrate you because this is a huge monumental step. But above all, I hope you all have a beautiful day. I hope you find some powerful f and affirmations and I will talk to you all soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Now, don't forget to go and get your free five-day mindset makeover by going to lifecoachbaker.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.